0: You are listening to Carly and Aveline on The New School Podcast, Episode 16, 90-Day Check-In. Welcome to The New School Podcast with your hosts, Carly Baum and Aveline Brunsma. At New School, we are empowering parents, educating at home in the new normal. Whatever configuration of education you've landed on for your children this year, We are confident some component is going to include educating in the home environment. That's where we come in. We are here to encourage and support you with proven home education techniques, empowering mindset advice, and an overall positive conversation on how supplementing your children's education at home can lead to exceptional outcomes, both educationally and within your relationships. Thank you for being here. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the New School Podcast. Today is all about the 90-day check-in. It's been roughly 90 days since you started homeschool this year, schooling within the home in some capacity. And today is all about asking yourself, honestly, how is it going? And, Aveline, I know you've probably asked this question hundreds and hundreds of times during your visits to homeschooling families. I'd love for you to let our listeners in a little bit on how normal this practice is when it comes to homeschool.
1: I'd love to do that, Carly. Um, uh, Every fall I would visit whatever number of homeschools I was supervising, could be anywhere from 50 to a hundred homeschools. And uh, I'm going to try to walk you through some of the questions that I would ask for the check-in period And some of the observations that I would make. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about them, but I'll just sort of invite you into what a visit might look like. I I would walk into a home and we greet. And the first thing I always did was great applause, 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 either for work that they had sent to me for how organized things looked, etc. However, then with, with just having my eyes open, my ears open, I would try to look for different things. The first thing I would notice is an or, the organization or lack of organization. So be honest with yourself. Are we organized? Is that piece running smoothly or is there disorganization? If parents and students were struggling to find or display work or progress to me, I would actually halt in a, in a gentle, unknown way to them um, the meeting in lieu of a portfolio discussion, I wouldn't look at the portfolio and I would ask them, how is your organization going? It's, you know, is there something I can help you with? So that would be one of my first questions to a family that's doing a 90 day check-in. How is the organization working for you? Can you show work readily? Are you reaching the levels of work that you thought you would? Are you behind in a subject? Are you ahead in the subject? That would be that initial discussion. Mm -hmm. Then parents and students sometimes became entrenched in what I call the who's the boss scenario. (laughs) And um, I like to dispel that scenario by just saying nobody's the boss here. However, there is a ritual or organizational format that's required to accomplish the work that we need to accomplish and so rather than make it a tussle and tug between the student and the parent it would be like let's just regroup here for a minute Mm -hmm. how can you as a student make this easier on the parent how can the parent uh, create systems for the student to make that organization and the the who's boss scenario disappear because that's counterproductive. It really doesn't help anybody to have that scenario going on in home. And that can happen as young as grade one it's weird that that scenario does show up is as weird as it it sounds that it can even happen in grade one. And then there was the, I walk in and I go, I got the sense that they've moved into a sense of the mundane. Mm -hmm. Um, There wasn't the inspiration that potentially they started off with. So then my talk would be, what's your next finish line? So how can we say I was there in late October, early November, what can we do before Christmas? That's a bit of a push to the finish line. And how can we maybe create a little bit more energy or excitement about it? I love that. And um, yeah, cause you, you know what you, people work really good with, and I won't call it a deadline, but say Christmas breaks just so exciting and you're already starting to decorate and all that stuff. And you know that there's going to be this time off. How can we, together move to push to get everything done that we had anticipated that we wanted to get done. So along with that, there would be a need uh, to the, break this the school year into these increments and help both the parent and the st- students see that there are bite-sized chunks that they can take on that are very necessary and that we could just sort of concretely say, what are those bite-sized chunks that we should be doing and have them done before Christmas break? And you know, and it, inevitably it was a sense of the year that was needed when you're walking through it with a family. Okay, this is grade six. We have these units, science, social studies. How far are you here? How far are you there? And that is the, that is the conversation that the parent can have Um, It was sometimes it was a little bit lost on the family because they were doing it for the first time and they weren't looking at that big picture. Like I've seen grade one through grade 12. So I'm looking at that grade six and thinking they need to know this before they hit grade seven. It's an absolute necessity. So just be kind of targeting the important getting rid of the any kind of struggles and, and taking a real solid look at what have we accomplished and what needs to be accomplished right so any questions about that carly no i think that's great it's
0: neat to hear that it's it's normal it happens to everybody that, and that's why I think the visits are structured the way that they are, that you get these bi-yearly visits, because once you're in it and you've got your rhythm going a little bit, it's it's healthy to take a moment and pause and look around and see how you're doing. So it's neat that you experience that in your fall visits. And now we're going to virtually walk people through the same kind of scenario here in this episode. Yeah. And,
1: take, and taking the concept of a visit, because you know a lot, a lot of people that are doing online with teachers, they're not going to get a fall visit where someone walks into their home,
0: mm-hmm. but you
1: can take the same concept concepts and apply them. So that's what I'm going to do right now for the student. What are some ways to determine how everything is going? If the the student is in virtual school through the resident board, talk to your teacher. Often in the environment of an in-school, we give teachers a lot of power relative to the evaluation of progress and that makes sense. The kids are with them for long periods of time. With homeschool, you can see how much or how little work your child is actually doing and feedback from the teacher may be necessary. So to determine if your child is reaching high enough on specific assignments, you're gonna to have to talk to the teacher. You can look at the assignment yourself, you can look at the rubric, and there can be a, a, a sensibility that it is at the level it should be, but it might not be. So then have some communication with your teacher. And then, again, this is the 90-day check-in, and teachers are expecting this. I know if I was a teacher, I'd be expecting this. And then to ascertain from the teacher, are all the assignments actually handed in? Um, that was something that I sent out to my students and my parents when I was teaching virtually, is I would send them what's in, what's not in. Um, potentially ask, the other question is, if your student's not busy enough, but they have handed everything in, it is at that nice level, but you're checking in on that 90J check-in, just what kind of complementary work might I be able to add uh, to my child's work uh, it might be evident where the child is really succeeding or where the child is potentially a little bit, little bit weak, but the teacher may give you some insights and you may have some insights of your own that you would um, add to, or sort of um, enhance this 90 day check-in like, okay, we've gotten a little bit mundane here. What is it now that I could do that could enhance that? And can I evaluate how things are going? Now it's different in a traditional homeschool situation where you're working with a specialized homeschooling board because generally speaking you're going to have a homeschool supervisor and that was the role that I had so I would be actually going into the homes right now these are going to be zoom meetings or phone calls or mm-hmm. or they potentially can be in-home meetings as well so your supervisory teacher is a bit of a lifeline because they've been working in this genre for so long and you might go you know what I like the curriculum we purchased I don't love it for writing and that's when that teacher is going to be able to answer a prevalent question is uh, do we need more practice at this this writing thing is there a better curriculum that we can use for the writing thing or I'm using writing as an example but there can be a variety of other things Um, so for example Some curriculums are really strong in grammar, really strong in vocabulary, really strong in spelling, but their writing might fail a little bit, but then there's these beautiful other curriculums that are just so focused on writing, 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 and that teacher might say to you, you might ask the teacher, what can I do more in writing? The teacher would say, I love this resource. Why don't you try it? Mm-hmm. Or here's a supplementary platform that our school actually adheres to and buys. Why don't you pop your child into this platform? It might be A to Z reading. It might be a writing platform. It might be a variety of different things. But pop them in there and just see if that's just that little bit of extra oomph that, that gets that reading over the top. Mm-hmm. And then um, make sure, here's here's... Let me just step back from those directed things, and let's go to a, a big overarching thing, and that is look back at your year at a glance. Uh, this is found in your program of studies, and we spent some time on this already helping you understand how to develop your year at a glance. So find out what the year at a glance is, what the expectations are, say, for grade five, social studies, grade five, science, grade five, reading, writing, etc., and then go over that piece and say, how are we doing? Just sit back. It could be a Sunday night. You know, you're just sitting back and you're reevaluating. And then re-familiarize yourself with the essential outcomes for your child for that year. Mm-hmm. So if they need to have memorized all the multiplication facts up to 12, well then that's a significant piece. And if you think that they're a little bit weak on their multiplication, perhaps they set a flashcards perhaps some sort of rhythmic thing, perhaps a sheet of, of um, integers that you do on a daily basis just to get them faster and stronger, might even be something you do through discussion. So that's, that's basically, that's having that really overarching look with that year at a glance. Um, so let me just brainstorm a few ideas with you about uh, a course correct or how to dive deeper um, and looking forward into the remaining months of your school year. Um, you might need to restructure your daily schedule for January and February. Maybe you're not hitting the mark or getting as much done. So potentially either plan for that ahead of Christmas break so that you know when you hit the ground, you're going to hit the ground running in January. Or I might even backtrack a little bit and say, how could I do a full day project with my child and include art and social and science? And we're going to do it in a different format. But in the back of my mind, I'm going, we haven't covered a few elements and I need to make them chock full and on a specific day. Uh, Other questions you might want to ask yourself is if my kid is really not doing well in an area and I'm not that good at it. Do I need a tutor or can I share my skill with a family and then that family share their skill with me? Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is, do I need to ask for additional resources from the teacher on certain subjects? And teachers are generally just like, oh, thank you for asking. I've got this amazing little piece that's just gonna help your child so terrifically in that particular concept. So don't be afraid to ask. Uh, Teachers really, really wanna help in that. And then um, uh, can you partner or step uh, partner with someone or step together or in a particular topic um, with your, either with your significant other, can you partner with them to do something and they might do that at night? Or could you partner with a family that you're really close to that's part of your immediate group to partner to do something so that this works out that you... Uh, expedite something that might not be working as quickly as it should be. And then in areas that you are really thriving at, can you give your children a rich resources, opportunities and activities to dive deeper? Like the child that just loves science. They adore science. They can't get enough of their science book. What about a visit to the science center? Or what about a visit to some other place that's within your vicinity that was just, that's just going to, you know, spark them um make uh, make the energy of this 90-day check-in just that much better so i i talked about you know as a teacher but what about you carly you're the parent that's in the house right now actually doing this what are some things that you would do um that you think might be significant at this 90-day check-in Thanks. Yeah. Thanks
0: for asking. I want to, as the parent, I want to, uh, kind of comment on what you just finished saying about how to check in with the student. Cause we just actually went through this with my daughter, um, kind of as our part of our 90 day day check-in and it really worked out following the steps you just said. So I was first having my fall visit over zoom with our supervisor. And as I was going through where we were with our curriculum, she mentioned, and you've mentioned this to me too, about our curriculum. She said, that curriculum goes really fast. It's beautiful and and, and indulgent and in depth, but it can sometimes move really fast. So if you ever feel like you need to pause, you just press pause and dig deep on a subject before moving forward with her. And so I'd heard that from her and from you, And so then I noticed that our skip counting, she was doing great with fives and great with tens, but not with twos. Twos were just had kind of been touched on and then moved on into activities. So I decided to just take a pause on the curriculum and the worksheets and really dive deep in from a variety of different angles on skip counting in our twos, as well as reading some sight words that she was having difficulty with. And it was so neat to just take that moment. Assess what had been going on and then dive deep into something and kind of make up that ground and then seeing the improvement kind of manifest in front of us has been really neat. So I can really vouch for that from the perspective of taking stock of what your student child needs needs maybe more help with or they're doing fine with so you can pause and that 90-day check-in's really serving us in that category so i love what you mentioned on that
1: did did you find that that pause put a big smile on her face
0: huge she loved the
1: change up yeah. in the
0: routine yeah that was a great question she I, loved the change up in the routine yeah and yeah. we we just we broke through like all of a sudden it's clicking it's really clicking so when we dove back into the sheets any activities that brought up skip counting by two were like a non non non-event she just enjoyed doing them she didn't have to struggle with it Mm -hmm. so it was so neat for me to get creative and think of different ways we did whole days on it like like you mentioned multiple different subjects approaching it from the skip counting of twos and then incorporating some sight words that were sticky for her so i really can personally vouch for this kind of get up from like the rhythm you've been doing press pause on it for a second see what's working see what's not that's been working beautifully for us with her and i intend to do that in other subjects as well that one just stuck out to me so we got to start on it and certainly we'll be doing more of that in the new year um Yeah, and so now for the parent, same kind of approach, right? How is it going? And the questions we really want parents to think about right now are how is the daily rhythm working for you? I know for myself, when I was first thinking about starting homeschool this year, I had grand plans of how it was going to (laughs) go. And then real life kind of comes swooping in, and you realize you got to adjust. So, how that, you know, I'm sure many people have made micro adjustments, but this is a great moment 90 days in to say, how is our daily rhythm working? Have things within our family's home or energy or schedule shifted in a way that we, our school system, our school rhythm really could shift slightly in one way or another. And that would bring more peace into our environment. Are you remembering to take care of yourself? Um, That's another huge one, right? As a parent and many people working from home while homeschooling, are you remembering to take care of yourself? Uh, Are any things that you were concerned about before the year began manifesting can you create a plan to minimize the impact of these issues so were you worried about a lack of a t- alone time for yourself at the beginning of the year i know that's one thing that was a concern for me working from home three young children and homeschooling am i gonna get a moment here to either do work without <laughs> interruption or just have like a moment of silence so making sure we come up with plans to support ourselves and care for ourselves just but just first starting that awareness am I getting the time I was hoping for alone or are things that I was concerned about beforehand, before the year began manifesting? And can I start brainstorming ways to pivot away from that and, and shift the momentum in a better direction? Also, just just one
1: little thing there, Carly, it's very hard as the parent teacher to give out of an empty vessel. Like you're, Mm -hmm. you really do need to fill up yourself.
0: That's true. And you know what, part of my pivot there, uh, this last this last week with changing our approach and focusing on the skip counting was I was really tired and burnt out too from an intense output of work. And so I was looking at our week to come thinking, okay, I'm feeling a bit fried and I'm noticing she and I are getting frustrated working on certain concepts. Is there a way we can re?" Re- approach this next week in a different way. And when I came up with that shift in energy, she kind of came to life with it. And I was really grateful to in, in, entertain a different rhythm for that, for those five days. And it really refreshed us both. So I agree with you. I I, I wasn't going to be mm-hmm. able to give what I needed to feeling like an empty vessel. So very important. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, also to parents, can you reach out to the school teacher or the homeschool supervisor for support on education related issues? So You've got a grade 10 child who's struggling with advanced math concepts. Aveline, like you mentioned before, and in my ex- short experience in grade school with my daughter, teachers and homeschool supervisors are so ready to offer extra advice, resources, Absolutely. and assets, right? Like mm-hmm. reach out for support, get the assist you and your child need. Even um, your curriculum may have online classes you didn't initially order, uh, but you can or you can look into those and add them to your process. So all of those kinds of things, just reaching out for the help necessary. And like you said to Aveline, the, the trading tutoring with, with family, friends who excel in a particular subject where you may do some things differently or be better in other subjects, just reaching out and getting that support as the parent is huge. Um, and then are any things that you were hoping for before the year began manifesting? And can you make more room for these things in your daily and weekly rhythms? Like, for example, sustained silent reading. It's a ritual you and I have talked about. Um, it's a gift to everyone. You know, everyone settles in and enjoys a good book, an adventure. And even for my daughter, who's just, just learning now how to read, you know, she feels so proud when she takes a good 10 minutes to plug through a few pages of her book and comes proudly (laughs) to tell me yeah the story that she just read on her own you know around the corner away from me so the things like that paying attention to I had visions going into this year that she'll read fluently and thoroughly enjoy it and 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 be awoken to the world of reading and what a good book feels like and so we're getting snippets of that now daily and so how you know the 90-day check-in for me is I really wanted that from this year. I know that's one of her educational outcomes. It's starting to happen. How can Mm -hmm. I reassess and make room for more of that beautiful thing? Um, I love reading too. I can demonstrate that to them. So kind of neat just to pause and say, Kate, what's happening that maybe I don't want to be happening and reach out for support or readjust, reassess, but also what's happening that we really hoped would. And don't get lost in the daily rhythm you thought you had to be glued to that you forget to make space for the things that are working really well. You know, just taking that time. Yeah.
1: And even in that little scenario where she, that was a, that was a milestone for her Mm -hmm. that she sat silently and she read something and she came around the corner and she proudly presented to you what she had just done and you took the time to applause. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that's a huge 90 day check-in is to to, to be celebrating those pieces yeah. that are actually happening.
0: Absolutely. And, and when we, we talked about earlier in the year about our vision, you know, that our, one of our, the components of our homeschool vision is that we would you know, celebrate and achieve the growth, pause to recognize it and make a deal of it. And so just taking that moment to say, hey, we went into it with this being one of our big goals we had to hit. It's happening now. It's really starting to get going let's celebrate that. So I, I agree with yeah. you. It's like mm-hmm. coming back to your vision and, and uh, a very mindful approach to homeschooling. And I do love making markers like this with this 90 days in. It's given you enough time to get a bit of a rhythm going. You you learn so much and it's a really nice time to take inventory of what's working and what right. you can improvement. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful marker. And I, from a perspective of mindfulness, want to talk quickly about how we always talk about change, right? Change and improvement. But the first step to change or to improvement truly is an awareness of the way things are right now. That's like the absolute first step is becoming yeah. aware of, of where you stand and how it's going. And so that's what we wanted to make this episode about is just bringing awareness. You're 90 days in, you've been working so hard. Your kids have been working so hard uh, you've all been doing the very best you could do. And now you, you owe it to yourself, this gift, this pause, to gain some perspective and bring awareness to where you stand, how it's going, what you love about how it, how it's going, and what you'd like to improve upon, and journal that. Just take even 20 minutes to journal through it, and I'll go over them one more time. It's what is working for each child, and how can you make space to dive deeper into those things? What is not working for each child, and how might you change your approach to help those topics click? What is working for you, and how can you make space to dive deeper? on those things? And what is not working for you? And how might you change your approach or reach out for some assistance or some help to alleviate those pain points? And yeah, take this as a moment to look back on the hard work you've already put in and celebrate those milestones achieved and have grace for yourself and your children about any areas that need tweaking as you move forward mindfully with this year. Evelyn, would you add anything else to that?
1: Uh, no, no, I, I really like the way you summed that up. Um, the journaling thing is so significant. Uh, sometimes we are not as aware as we need to be about where we are at this moment. So mm-hmm. taking the time to follow those four things that you talked about there in a journal and look at it and evaluate how how do we stand right now at this 90 day juncture what's great, what's beautiful, what's amazing, and what's not, and what might need some shift or some change.
0: Mm -hmm. And by doing it at this point in the year, you give yourself and your children so much time left in the school year to catch up on anything so that there's no frantic push towards the end. And as you approach summer break, you're really taking a moment before the new year starts, before the Christmas season gets going, to reflect and come up with a plan to tackle the rest of the year now that you've kind of got your feet under you now that you're new to homeschool and figuring things out. So it's a really neat time to stop and pause and gain that
1: perspective. 100%. If you liked this episode,
0: you're going to love our digital course, How to Homeschool Peacefully and Productively. With over 25 years of homeschooling expertise, our game-changing digital course will help you stop stressing about homeschooling. Establish a fail-safe rhythm that will get your children the educational outcomes they need. Strengthen instead of strain your family relationships and preserve your sanity this year. If this sounds like the kind of homeschooling fix you're looking for, visit newschool.ca slash course to learn more. We hope this episode empowered you and uplifted you as you continue to define your family's educational journey this year. In this new normal, remember, there isn't one right way. There is simply the way that feels right to you. Whatever journey you're on, we want to thank you for allowing us to be a part of your new school.